Hi, this is Eric Colser, and you're listening to the Sending and Shepherding Podcast. As a pastor and Christian leader, I have two main roles and responsibilities, to help send Christians out as missionaries to the culture around them, and to shepherd the flock that God has entrusted to me. This podcast is an attempt to do both as a missiologist of the culture that Christians are sent to, and as a shepherd who desires to help teach the church how to think and live out a biblical worldview. Tonight is opening night for the NBA, and I believe that the league could not wait for people to be talking about uh, the L.A. Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis battling the Clippers and the new All-Stars on their team after all of the uh, fun drama over the summer through free agency and away from the controversy that has been going on with the NBA over the Houston Rockets owner Daryl Morey's tweet, uh, which was supporting Hong Kong. In fact, on October 4th of 2019 at 7.41 p.m., uh, the Houston Rockets famed owner uh, tweeted out a graphic that said, Fight for Freedom, Stand with Hong Kong, that led a drama-filled month, but for the wrong reasons, at least in the NBA's eyes, they'd probably prefer for the drama uh, to be uh, with their players moving around uh, teams instead of what is perceived as a political and justice and money reasons. Uh, in fact, that uh, tweet that he actually deleted within hours or days had caused uh, a ton of not only, again, uh, political uh, controversy, but uh, some financial uh, controversy. And before explaining a lot of that and uh, what this has to do with uh, being a Christian and thinking and living out a biblical worldview, I want to give a bit of a background between the conflict between China, which of course is a communist country, and Hong Kong, which is unique as a more free city uh, in the middle of of China. Uh, This all started in February when members of Hong Kong's government proposed a bill known as the Fugitive Offenders and Mutual Legal Assistance in Criminal Matters legislation. Uh, Under the bill's provisions, the the region would be able to extradite suspects to other countries on a case-by-case basis, and the chief executive of Hong Kong would hold uh, a lot of power over which cases that that would uh, apply. Uh, This, uh, the controversy from this and the fear from this was that it would open the door uh, for extradition to mainland China. Uh, And China has been seen and known to seek out greater control over uh, the former British colony of Hong Kong. It was restored to Beijing in 1997 uh, after a special kind of administrative uh, 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 like allowance, and uh, it does have its own independent court system. There is, again, uh, much freedom in that country still in comparison to communist China, but that is why there is a lot of fear and controversy because uh, the, the uh, inhabitants of that city uh, really 
really believe that this bill was just a first step to more control uh, of, of China. And uh, the, the bill was created uh, uh, for what they said a number of serious crime cases in which suspects had uh, went to Hong Kong uh, to be able to elude justice uh, in their areas. And uh, in fact, uh, to illustrate that point, uh, the security officials at that time uh, cited a, an incident uh, in which a Hong Kong resident who was suspected of murdering somebody in Taiwan uh, could not be arrested and taken to Taiwan to stand trial for that murder. Uh, and in, instead, the court of Hong Kong could only handle that, that suspect and charge him on money laundering offenses, which obviously is a lot less than, than murder. And so uh, that, that case was, uh, was used as an example for why they wanted to pass this bill. Uh, but again, because of a lot of rightful mis trust and fear, uh, massive protested, protests erupted in Hong Kong uh, from their uh, re residents uh, to be able to stop this bill. And in fact, to the point where the chief executive who would have the most power in those cases, uh, Carrie Lam, uh, indefinitely suspended the legislation and even apologized for it, uh, saying, quote unquote, our explanation and communication work has not been sufficient or effective. And so you would think that some of this would maybe die out, but it, it didn't because the bill was only suspended and not completely with withdrawn. Uh, and so, uh, again, when, when asking and, and being pushed of why it was not being withdrawn, there wasn't a, a lot of, um, a lot of communication or, or reasons. And that was looked upon as this is again, the first step of uh, communist China, uh, taking over and taking away their freedom. Uh, and so, uh, in fact, uh, Alvin uh, Yang, a member of the region of Hong Kong's Legislative Council and a leader of the pro-democracy's Civic Party, uh, demanded for the bill to be uh, withdrawn and, and said that this is something very simple that any open and civil society uh, would and should be able to do, and that this government has been refusing to set up a commission to look into it, and more importantly, it's supposed to be a democratic system, and again, not even giving them the, the proper ways of, 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 of killing the, the, the bill. Um, and so, um, again, a lot of controversy over this, uh, a lot of fear, uh, rightfully so, as I'd mentioned, and, uh, Beijing who now ha does have control over, over Hong Kong has, um, was quiet at first when in February, this was all coming out. Uh, but as those protests have gotten larger and larger, and as more and more video have come out of the, the law and the police, um, uh, um, it seems like falsely arresting, um, uh, actually uh, uh, shooting at and uh, hurting uh, people who are protesting. Uh, they have spoken up more and more, uh, sharing that they completely, of course, support the law uh, in those cases and uh, even said, uh, quote unquote, that to this point, Chinese authorities uh, have not indicated whether they plan to intervene in the situation uh, more directly, but they want to re-emphasize a plain truth that Hong Kong is part of China and its affairs are entirely China's internal affairs, which of course is not going to help this situation. That's pretty much them saying we do uh, own you. And if we want, we can be able to step in at any moment. And again, that's not gonna, that, that actually feeds into um, their, their rightful paranoia and the, the truth that um, this could be used 
for some of those steps to happen. And so that's the, that's the background between uh, Hong Kong and, and China uh, and uh, the protests that have been going on uh, that the world has been watching. And so Daryl Morey uh, tweeted out that statement. And from that statement, uh, a backlash was pretty swift. Uh, from China and America. Uh, several Chinese businesses and the Chinese Basketball Association uh, announced that they were suspending uh, all cooperation with Daryl Morey's team, the Houston Rockets, which is one of the most popular NBA teams in China because of their former player, Yao Ming, who is from China. And so uh, NBA preseason games were not broadcasted or streamed uh, in China while a couple NBA teams were in China to play for some of those same exact reasons. Uh, this is after some time over this last year or two, the NBA signed a, uh, I want to say, I think it was $500 million contract uh, for those uh, games to be streamed. And so uh, the, the China uh, came out with a, a few statements uh, really um, attacking uh, and condemning uh, that tweet from Daryl Morey. And in response, the NBA, uh, in my humble yet accurate opinion, did not respond well. Um, it was not only troubling with some of the things that they had initially said but what some of the players had said and the lack of response from some of the most well-known coaches that usually speak up on social civic justice issues. Uh, the uh, some of the first off Daryl Morey again, he he not only took down the, the tweet and response, but then had said later, I did not intend my tweet to cause any offenses to Rocket fans, friends of mine in China, merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation, one complicated event. I've had a lot of opportunities since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. Uh, again, I've always appreciated the significant support our Chinese fans and sponsors have provided, and I'd hope that those who are upset will know that offending or misunderstanding them was not my uh, intention. My tweets are my own in no way represent the Rockets or the NBA. Uh, soon after the NBA released their own official statement uh, re regarding it, and uh, they did reveal that they wouldn't, of course, reprimand uh, the the Rockets GM, uh, but at the same time had uh, used uh, words of saying that it was regrettable. In fact, it was officially saying, quote unquote, we recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey have deeply offended many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. While Daryl has made it clear that his tweet does not represent the Rockets or the NBA, the values of the league support individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. We have great respect for history and culture of China and hope that sports NBA can be used as a unifying force. Uh, to to bridge uh, the the culture and and so uh, NBA uh, came out with that again they were attacked a, a bit for uh, saying how, how that it was uh, regrettable especially speaking on an issue that has been looked upon as a as a justice issue uh, again we we know that that those in Hong Kong, what they are fighting for in continued freedom and, and, and democracy um, is against uh, what is going on with unjust uh, situations and happenings uh, from communism and specifically uh, with China. Um, many have heard and seen and known uh, that there is even uh, proposed um, or suspected 
concentration camps almost for for Muslims in in, in China. Uh, there has been an increased attack on evangelical Christian churches in China. And uh, Hong Kong has always been a city that's been free for, for a lot of those things. In fact, in their protests, there had been several videos that went viral of them singing uh, Christian songs, uh, holding uh, American uh, flags. And, uh, and so, again, this just was a hot mess, uh, not only with some of NBA's response, uh, there are Maury's uh, taking back of some of those things, uh, but as I had mentioned, some of the most famous uh, players and coaches' response in, in these things. Uh, the star player for the Houston Rockets, uh, James Harden, had uh, said, we apologize, we love China, we love playing there, uh, they show us the most important love, so we appreciate them as a, a, as a fan base. Um, Steve Kerr, who's always been uh, very, very vocal on social issue, issues in the United States of America, very critical of, of Trump on some of those issues, uh, he uh, refused to say anything uh, about this when being asked. Uh, Greg Popovich, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs, who, similar to Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, uh, had uh, didn't say uh, a lot. He said that uh, he um, did say that uh, he uh, did think that that he that he was glad that the NBA had shown and, uh, and specifically the commissioner Adam Silver uh, had showed uh, and had a stance for supporting free speech and so he praised him for that but again did not want to speak about the specific protest in Hong Kong and the conflict between them and China which again you you may not think uh, would be too controversial uh, uh, unless you know a little bit of the history of the NBA, those specific coaches and players, and how they have been so vocal uh, over uh, civil and justice issues, especially in America. In fact, the NBA uh, they have had um, they have had uh, spoken spoken up on on more of those type of things than any other pro sports leagues. Uh, we have seen in the news uh, everything with the NFL and uh, the kneeling for, for, for the flag, um, NHL, uh, and Major League Baseball. Uh, again, they, they really do not uh, say much about a lot of these type of things. The NBA is looked upon as not afraid to, to really lead out on social justice uh, issues. And it's really looked upon as very far apart between all those other pro pro sports leagues in comparison to the NBA. And so where the NBA is looked upon as more woke, I guess one could say, uh, this has been looked upon as very hypocritical for them. And their star player, LeBron James, uh, was one of the most outspoken uh, players on some of these. In fact, he was one of the players that was in China when China did take back all those things. Um, and uh, it, it put them in a very uh, peculiar uh, position. And so coming back from that trip, uh, he had said several things that, again, many people looked at him as being very hypocritical. Uh, he had, uh, had had shared that uh, he felt like 
Daryl Morey was uneducated uh, about some of those things that are going on. Um, he had uh, also had, had shared how um, uh, people uh, don't really think about how their tweets could affect people. And you don't know what we were actually going through when we were in China um, dealing with some of those things and how we just have to be careful with, with all of this. Uh, and then after he got um, pre pretty much slammed for some of those comments, uh, he tried to clear up some of the things uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, but by then, um, again, many, many people had called him out for uh, hypocrisy. In fact, uh, uh, Senator Rick Scott had shared when he came up with these statements uh, and shared how they had such a tough week and people don't know what they went through. Uh, he had said, quote unquote, the NBA had a tough week, question mark. Just think about the million uh, plus uh, um, uh, Uyghurs who are in common, uh, who are in communist China uh, that they have in re-education camps uh, and the tough weeks that, that they have. Think about the people of Hong Kong fighting for human rights and autonomy. They had a tough week. And then he said, you're right, King James, LeBron James. People need to understand what a tweet or statement can do to others. And uh, I think he's right. Uh, President Trump called out Steve Kerr and Popovich, how they are so willing to speak up about uh, social issues in America uh, and and the hypocrisy of them um, stumbling their words and not wanting to say anything in uh, with 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 the situation in, in China. And it was one of the few things outside of his strong pro-life uh, views uh, or maybe political <laughs> views um, that I agreed with with President Trump on. Uh, it, it is hypocritical. Um, the, the, the social justice issues are just as important uh, in Hong Kong and China uh, as America. And of course, why many have uh, critiqued the NBA, the players, coaches uh, for um, for their uh, for their the their backlash um, over all this is because of money. Basically, um, the NBA obviously makes a lot of money in China. There's a lot of businesses that make a lot of money from. China. And uh, of course, that's a, a fine line of uh, losing that money, but then also the integrity of, of standing up for what is right and for the freedom of, of speech and especially for justice type issues and things. And so that's the controversy in a, a nutshell. Uh, I say a nutshell, but it's probably been about 20 minutes that I've been speaking about this. So a little longer, bigger than a nutshell. Uh, but the question then I would propose then is how should we view all of this as Christians, uh, biblically? Uh, again, with some of this controversy, many who have spoken out uh, against this, um, many maybe who, who spoke out against LeBron statements, they did it because they hate LeBron, maybe they believe that MJ is, is truly the, the GOAT or they hate his past support for Hillary and his opposition to Trump or his views with Black Lives Matters. Uh, whatever the wrong reason may be, we, we can't be like that. We have to uh, be able to think and, and speak out according to biblical world view, not 
some of those things. In fact, for me, it was kind of painful to call him out on all this because I do appreciate him uh, more than most. No, I don't agree with a lot of his politics, uh, but as a lifelong Cleveland fan, I never thought I was going to see a championship in my lifetime. Uh, You'd only understand it if you grew up close to Cleveland like I did, and he brought us a championship. Uh, Also, he is a darn good father. Uh, again, I've been keeping up with him since high school. I, I saw him play a couple times in, in high school, uh, and, uh, uh, and I followed his career as he was drafted by the, the Cavs. I was that stereotypical uh, Cleveland fan that got mad at him when he left to Miami, but then when he came back, <laughs> embraced him with open arms, and again, he brought us a championship. But way beyond that, if you know anything about me, you know how I feel about fatherhood, the calling and role of that in one's life. And he is, again, a darn good father. Uh, was raised by a single mom, and uh, from an early age, uh, he made it known that he was going to be the best darn uh, father that he could, and he has uh, fulfilled that. Uh, in fact, again, uh, he is such a great role model to the NDA, to uh, the black families in the community in this And again, I actually do appreciate and agree with so many things that he has said about speaking out on social issues. Again, I haven't agreed with everything that he he has said and, and has aligned with politically, uh, but even uh, in the NBA and, and and speaking up for, again, injustices that I talked about in the last podcast uh, with some uh, police corruption, I appreciate him speaking out and I'm glad he does. And I know there is controversy about uh, he needs to just shut up and dribble. And so he made a, an entire market out of that, how uh, he and the position he has shouldn't do that. And I agree with him with uh, a lot of those things. And, and that's why it was so hard for me to not only hear and read some of his statements, um, but to speak out against it. Um, but I know I needed to because, again, uh, religious freedom, um, freedom of speech, and justice issues, uh, things that he is not afraid to speak out with America, but all of a sudden it seems like when it affects your wallet, um, you're going to be a little bit more quiet or you're going to say the exact opposite of what you had said before. In fact, uh, to after he got slammed for a lot of his things, he had just said, uh, I'm not political, so I'm not going to speak on it. Again, that was the exact opposite of what he said, where uh, I'm not going to just shut up and, and dribble. And I am going to speak up on some of those social other issues that, that affects uh, America and, and, and us more. Um, and uh, so just because, again, as Christians, uh, we know just because they aren't in our neighborhood, they aren't in our country, it doesn't mean we don't stand up for what's right, what's true, and what is just. And so just a couple things, quick reminder of as Christians why we do speak up uh, on behalf of, first off, when it comes to freedom and and, uh, religious freedom, I want to first off quote um, Andrew Walker. Uh, he is, uh, he works for, um, the ERLC and he is a professor at, uh, the Southern, uh, seminary. Uh, he got his PhD in Christian ethics with a particular emphasis on, uh, religious, uh, liberty. And when talking about the connection between liberty and dignity, 
he said, said this, one of the ways that humans find meaning and purpose is through rational inquiry. So we discover what is true because of the cognitive abilities God has placed in us. God puts in our hearts that we find meaning and purpose in him. If a person is not free to think authentically what they believe and to then live that out, they are in no sense of the term free at all. So the very notion of freedom is connected to personhood. And if we deny someone's freedom, we will end up denying his or her personhood. And so uh, to end, and ending that quote, uh, we, we know to deny religious liberty is to um, treat someone as almost like subhuman. It's to deny that their God-given capacity to think, to rationalize, to follow their conscience, and to, to believe um, is hindered in all of those ways. Uh, we know that we do need to uh, stand up for, again, uh, religious freedom, not just for, for Christians, but for all religions. Uh, and that's why communism is, is so uh, dangerous. Uh, first off, not just because the injustices that we have seen that, that, that rises up naturally from it, but again, for people to be forced to do, think, and believe certain ways. Uh, it's not just a, an economic uh, thing. Again, it is a soul issue for us as Christians. Uh, it, is, it is why we do need to fight, not only in America for religious freedom, but for others across the world. Um, again, that's that's a, a that's a little tough. Uh, we have seen um, how that has been even uh, that has failed at certain times, um, uh, and uh, and again we also know have seen throughout history and church history that Christianity has can and many times does flourish under persecution, which often does come from uh, those type of of governments. And so uh, uh, we don't want to make this into uh, an idol. Uh, we want to make sure it's a proper place, but it is right and it is good for every Christian to uh, not only believe but stand up for religious freedom to fight for uh, religious freedom in a lot of those ways. And so again, uh, that's why uh, in this particular case, we should stand for Hong Kong, uh, but also against the injustice that has been done and could potentially happen with China taking over Hong Kong. Uh, again, this is not just a freedom, a religious freedom, a freedom of speech issue. This is in a lot of ways, a justice issue. And as a reminder of what we uh, believe about uh, justice according to Scripture, uh, the Hebrew word for justice is uh, mishpat. It occurs in various forms more than 200 times in the Hebrew Old Testament. Uh, Tim Keller uh, defines justice in, in two ways. Uh, he says the most basic meaning uh, is to treat people um, equitably in wrongdoing and in rights. Wrongdoing, acquitting, or punishing every person on the merits of the case, regardless of race or social status. And in rights, giving people what they are due, whether punishment, protection, or care. Now, over and over again, that word, justice, mishpat, describes taking up the care and cause of certain people in the Bible, specifically widows, orphans, immigrants, and the poor, those who have been called uh, the, the quartet of the vulnerable. Uh, it means, again, going back to, to Keller's definition, punishing wrongdoers and caring for the victims of unjust 
treatment. And if you think about this, uh, who exactly did Jesus serve and minister to the most? The least of the least, the, the poor, the marginalized, the, the, the sinners, uh, the ones who were oppressed and who had no voice. And again, if you study uh, the stuff that is going on with Hong Kong and the injustices that the Chinese communist government have done, that's exactly what is going on. And we know as God's people, we should be at the forefront of biblical justice issues. Uh, that is entering into their unfair circumstances and, again, defending them, protecting them, loving on them, serving them, bringing out an awareness of their unfair situations to the world. Otherwise, justice. And again, a simple tweet of standing for them and what they are trying to do and, and uh, uh, the good potential of their freedom being taken away and being under a communist government that's going to, again, oppress them in those ways. That is, that's biblical. That's biblical. Uh, remember, justice is in relations to others, demands the equal rights for everyone, not just who is affected uh, with who we live with and who's in our neighborhood and who's in our state. But every person born in the image of God should have the same opportunity to um, to live, to, to not have to die of starvation, to, to not have to be born of AIDS and suffer for their parents' choices, to, to be killed for stupid purposes, to be raised by a mom and dad, to have equal civil rights. And it is the church's responsibility to do what we can in those things. Um, we step into those horrific atrocities and we say no more and we defend the innocent. Jeremiah 22.3 says, Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor who has been robbed and do no wrong or violence to the resident alien, the fatherless and the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Um, so we do what God says, what we must do concerning areas, again, in social justice, uh, the poor, the oppressed, the dysfunctional, that's adoption, that's foster care, that's human trafficking, that's Imago Day issues like racism, like equal, inequality, like sexism. And in this particular case, again, religious freedom. Uh, and remember, God defines in these in these issues what is right and what is wrong, what is sin and what is not sin, what is just or unjust, not us. And this is again an, an issue that, that 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 God does define as as wrong, and we should uh, not just be brokenhearted for it, but speak out against it uh, if God leads us to do something about it. Um, and so uh, a lot of this, uh, again, is why I speak up about uh, some of the same things that the NBA has spoken out about and that those players have spoken about and uh, why they did not uh, hypocritically so in this is because of what everybody's called out, obvious reason, uh, uh, money motives, it seems like. Um, and again, I don't want to be too judgmental. I'm not in their place. Um, uh, I know many people when speaking on such things, they, they do have to think how, uh, the, that, that could be to the, uh, demise of their, their job. Uh, it is going to uh, hurt their, um, checkbooks and their pockets. Uh, but, uh, again, it, it's, it doesn't make it any less hypocritical. Um, and, and remember, it's not just capitalism over constitution, but it is justice to a certain degree. And so it's why Jesus warned us 
often about the idolatry of money, of greed. Um, and I, I also uh, also think that we shouldn't be too shocked or surprised of the hypocrisy of the NBA and some of those players, coaches, uh, speaking out wrongly or not speaking uh, uh, up on these uh, social justice issues in this particular case. Because if you think about it, um, when they have done that before, it hasn't been much of a sacrifice. And again, uh, this is a, a, a way bigger sacrifice as I had read somebody talk about on, on Twitter, uh, with this. Um, and, and, and so again, uh, why would I think that they're going to think biblically and all these things if they're not Christians, but as Christians, we do need to think biblically and we need to speak out biblically on these things. And so there should be grace. There should be prayer but also a voice to call wrongs wrong and call out hypocrisy uh, with it as well. And so hopefully this podcast was helpful with uh, not only uh, some explaining of the controversy between uh, the NBA, some of its players, the league and China, um, uh, why we need to speak up against the injustices and what has been perceived as first steps of uh, China potentially uh, leading to taking away more freedom from uh, Hong Kong, uh, but then also the background between all of that and again, a more of a biblical reminder in case of how we are to speak out against injustice and protect freedom.